It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. In today's episode, I'm going to go through all 30 NBA teams, projected starting lineups, projected rotations for opening night. It's one of my favorite shows to do as we really get to dig down and to see how things are going to look for the beginning of the NBA season. Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Michael. 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 Sorry, Michael. I had you, uh, had you on mute. Sorry. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Massive show today. I'm not even going to... Uh, I'm not even going to talk too much about what else we've got coming up uh, because there's just so much to get to, but I will talk about what's coming up tomorrow. You're going to have a week one preview. You're going to have an opening night DFS preview, and we're going to start rolling out the mini shows that we're going to have as well over the next couple of days. And you'll see what that's going to look like on the channel um, in terms of you know, looking at this more, not like just like a, a one show a day sort of format. You're going to have multiple things coming because there's just so much information that we need. You're going to really ramp it up to the next level this year. So make sure you're telling people it's the best way that you can find information, not just about fantasy basketball, but about the NBA in general. So let's look at what we're going to do in today's show, and that is looking at all of these lineups and rotations and give you a bit of an update on injuries and where everything sits 
as we head into the beginning of the season, recording this Sunday afternoon US time. So let's start things off with the Philadelphia 76ers. This is how I believe everything will start off, not how I want it to start off, but this is what my predictions are for starting lineups. I think the Sixers will go with Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, um, the the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. I've always called, or have, I've have called Tobias Harris the most boring player in the NBA, and people get upset about that. Oh, he's always so good. That doesn't being boring doesn't mean you're not good. It just means you just consistently do the same thing. Because he has been really good, we know that. But I thought I'd spice it up, give him a bit of a nickname. So to, Tobias Harris is now the thick hogsman. Joel Embiid is their center, and their coach, of course, is Dr. Rivers. Um, their rotation. I think yeah, the guarantee is there. You've got Shake Milton. You've got uh, Prison Mike Scott. You've got Dwight Howard. You've got Furkan Korkmaz. I reckon Tyrese Maxey might jump into that rotation as the 10th guy. In preseason, he has been preferred to the painter Matisse Thibel. Now, we know Thibel played a large role last year, but Doc hasn't quite seemed as on board with Thibel. Now, Thibel might jump in there ahead of Maxey. I've been so impressed with Tyrese Maxey in this preseason. I thought it was an absolute steal where he went in the draft, but... Um, yeah, at this stage, uh, I've got him just sneaking into that rotation, but that could very easily be uh, Matisse Thibel there at that back end of the Philadelphia 76ers rotation. Let's go on to the next team. It is the Portland Trailblazers. Um, all right, so obviously at point guard, we've got Damian Lillard, easy one, uh, CJ McCollum. We have got Derek Jones Jr., we've got Robert Covington, and we've got Yusuf Nurkic with the coach being Terry Stotts. No no concerns, I think, with that starting lineup. That's just how it's going to look. Nurkic's minutes have been a little bit low in the preseason, which haven't been hasn't been great. He has been working his way back. I think he'll be fine around that 30-minute mark. Hopefully, he pushes a little bit more, uh, especially with Zach Collins out. But yeah, he has been a little bit low in the minutes. And then... Uh, the, the second unit, now I'm not convinced about Anthony Simons. I think he'll play, but only marginally. The next four guys are guarantees. Gary Trent Jr., Rocket Rodney Hood, Carmelo Anthony, and Ennis Cantor, while Zach Collins is going to be out for the first you know, three, four weeks of the season. And I imagine that Collins probably comes in and replaces Simons in that rotation when things are, all things are done. I think uh, Gaz Trent will probably play the most minutes out of that second unit, if I had to guess. Um, But I don't think any of those guys outside of Trent even have a sniff of being 12-team relevant at this point. Let's go on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Their starting lineup, again, not really too much of a confusion there. Drew Holiday, the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, uh, Yanni Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Brooke Lopez, while their coach is Mike Budenholzer. After that, I think I think this is a pretty straightforward rotation as well. DJ Augustin, Bryn Forbes, Tory Craig, Pat Connaughton, and Punch Bob Shiploke, Bobby Portis. The only one of those bench guys that you really look to, you can stream Portis on days where maybe there is a rest happening. Augustin can be an assist streamer. The starting five are all draftable players and shouldn't be on any waiver wires in 12-team leagues, obviously. Uh, the, the guys who sometimes appear is, shockingly, Brooke Lopez and also Dante DiVincenzo. They all should be rostered in 12-team formats. Let's go on now to the next team, and it is mine. It is your Chicago Bulls. They are dealing with an injury. Some news came out there today about Thad Young, who is going to miss the beginning of the season with a leg infection. Um, their starting lineup, I think, will be Kobe White. It'll be Zach Levine. It'll be Patrick Williams. 
It'll be Larry Markkinen and Big Wendell Carter Jr. with Billy Donovan as the coach. Williams has started the last two preseason games. He's had some good moments. He's had some poor moments, and that's just going to be what happens for rookies. But I think, again, he is not someone. I wouldn't leave any of that starting five on the waiver wire either. I think Williams is maybe one you could consider, but as a guy that you can look at, at the back end of a rotation uh, or back end of your roster as an upside flyer. No problem with that whatsoever. And then on the bench, uh, as a bench rotation, you've got Thomas Sadoransky, you've got Garrett Temple, Chandler Hutchison, Otto Porter Jr., and Dan Gafford. And that's because Thad Young is out. I think Young would likely replace Chandler Hutchison in that rotation. Uh, we haven't seen Garrett Temple play yet um, with his uh, COVID issues, but I think he's going to be in there just as a steadying hand. But you could make the argument that Ryan Archer-Jackano takes those minutes. Um, and then you've got the hammer Denzel Valentine, who's probably not going to come in, but he he could if he, if Billy Donovan likes him and likes his shooting. He could find himself as a as a back-end part of that rotation, replacing um, replacing Garrett Temple in there. Are you ready for football? The NFL is is rolling. College football, it's almost bowl season. We have also got the NBA starting. It is a great time for sports fans. And there's only one place that has you covered, and there's only one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You know you've got NBA knowledge. You listen to this podcast, you must be into the NBA. So you can use that knowledge to turn that into winning money on NBA games, spreads, totals, player props, betonline.ag, futures as well. It's got it all covered for you. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive 50% off welcome bonus, or sorry, 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January the 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people, and with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisaged in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January the 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Let's go on to the next team we're looking at here, and it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've got their starting five looking like uh, the following. Darius Garland, the Padawan Colin Sexton, the rookie Isaac Okoro. I'm not sure on that one. Kevin Love, Andre Drummond with JB Bickerstaff being the coach. Now, Okoro could easily be replaced by Chetty Osman, who's played some of the best basketball of his career in the preseason. But I just think, yeah, you invest that top five pick. You want to make him earn the starting spot. And with how he's played in preseason, yes, he started at shooting guard some games. With Sexton out, he started at power forward some games. With Love out, I think he's done enough to at least push into that, that starting lineup. We don't know the status of Kevin Love at this point. He's questionable for the opener with a calf strain. And same with Kevin Porter with his personal issues. We didn't see him in the preseason. The bench rotation, it'll be Dante Exum as the backup point guard. You'll have Kevin Porter in there if he's ready to go. Chetty Osman, Larry Nance Jr. and JaVale McGee. If one of Porter or Love misses, I would imagine that Dylan Windler or Damian Dotson would be first in line to take that role in the rotation there for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Next up is the Boston Celtics. 
We know that Kemba Walker will not be there to begin the season. So this is how they've started in the preseason. Not how I would have done it, but this is how they've started. Marcus Smart, Javante Green, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, Daniel Tice with, of course, Brad Stevens as their coach. Pretty interesting to have Javante and Jalen with the colors, the color surnames, Green and Brown in there. I don't really believe in Javante Green. To me, he's a bit of a Keith Bogans, a bit of a guy that they'll start and play maybe 15 minutes to. I would have gone with Grant Williams there. I feel confident that they're not going to go with Jeff Teague, and I feel confident that they're not going to go with Peyton Pritchard in that starting lineup. Green, even if he is starting, is not someone you really want to care about in fantasy leagues. The bench rotation will probably be Jeff Teague, would be my guess. My name is Jeff. Um, Aaron Neesmith, the rookie, Shemi Ojale, Grant Williams, and then the rock DJ, Robbie Williams. And that's because to begin the season, I don't think Tristan Thompson is going to be playing. And I know that Kemba Walker isn't going to be playing. Romeo Langford is also going to be out. So there's potentially three rotation guys who will be out to begin this season for the Boston Celtics. Um, those guys will, will come back in and you'll see yeah, players like maybe Ojale, maybe Neesmith, um, Javante Green removed from the rotation, Robert Williams as well, most likely. We'll see how he goes in this role, though. Does he make Tice or Thompson uh, pick up DMP CDs? Probably not, but maybe. On to the LA Clippers. Patrick Beverly, Paul George, the Beatle, the fun guy, Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Marcus Morris and Serge Ibaka. That's your starting five, of course, of course, coached by Ty Lu. I think you want George Leonard and Ibaka on a 12-team roster. Morris is more of a 14-teamer, and I think Beverly is more of a 14-teamer. But I want to see how Beverly goes to begin this season because he has the chance to, to push back into at least close to top 100 value. For the bench unit, I think they'll go with Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, Luke Kennard, Nick Batum, and Ivica Zubats. You could make the argument that if they need to get a little bit bigger, Patrick Patterson will come in there. I've been impressed with Fionde Cobengale, although I don't see how he's going to get minutes with Zubats and Ibaka both there, but he's been impressive. So you could see one of Jackson, or most likely Jackson, sitting out of that rotation to get Patterson or Cabangale, or maybe even Terrence Mann, who's had some pretty solid moments in the preseason, but they're not likely. Williams is a back-end 12-team league guy. I think Kennard can be a streamer. I think Zubats is a back-end guy as well for a 12-team league. Let's take a look now at the next team up. It is the Memphis Grizzlies. This is how I think they'll start. This is how they started most of the preseason games. Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, Kyle Anderson, and Jonas Valanciunas, coached, of course, by Taylor Jenkins. If Anderson's on your waiver wire, he is an excellent, excellent pickup to begin this season. He is playing probably the best basketball of his career in the preseason. He's putting up numbers all over the shop. He's going to start, and he's going to be worthwhile having at this point. Grayson Allen's probably more of a deeper league guy, and Dylan Brooks is a player who scores quite a bit but can be inefficient. Um, not a bad stream sort of guy, but I think his overall fantasy value is limited. If John Morant finishes season as a top 20 player, I wouldn't predict it, but I also wouldn't be surprised. And I think Valanciunas is going to have a really big start to this year with the injuries in that front court. The bench rotation for the Grizzlies, I think we're going to have Tyus Jones, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark. I don't think Clark is going to start for Jaron Jackson. He's more suited to that bench role, and that seems to be how the Grizzlies are viewing him. Plus, he didn't play those first couple of preseason games. And then at center, it's Gorgie Jeng. Of course, they won't have Jaron Jackson Jr. or Justice Winslow in to begin this season. I really want to see what Bain does in that second unit. 
because he's the obvious one to get squeezed when Jackson and Winslow return. Um, can he force his way ahead of Jones or Melton or Allen? I thought he's looked really good so far in the preseason, but there's still a long way to go for him to establish himself as a big-time rotation player. I think it's going to come, and it's not going to take that long, to be honest. Next up, it is the uh, the Hawks and this starting lineup. Who knows, really? This is how I think it's going to go. Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella with Lloyd Pierce as their coach. That small forward and shooting guard position have changed all the time in the preseason. We've had Reddish in there. We've had uh, Kevin Herter in there, Hunter, Bogdanovich. But the most common configuration they've thrown out, Bogdanovich and Hunter. Hunter's had some really good preseason games. His last one was a significant flop. Um, I think he's more of a 14-team than a 12-teamer, but you're willing to take a flyer there. I maintain that Reddish is a better player and a better fantasy option, so if it's between those two, it is probably Reddish that I take in most cases. The bench rotation, Rajon Rondo, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, and the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Uh, and then Bruno Fernando, because uh, Chris Dunn is going to miss the beginning of the season. So is Onyeka Okongwu. So Dunn or Okongwu, uh, one of those guys, would definitely replace Fernando in that rotation. I don't know how they're going to run an 11-man rotation when the season kicks off when Dunn and Okongwu are healthy, but that is going to make it interesting. I think there's a real chance that Dunn or Herder, uh I thought Hunter might be at risk, but apparently they love him. I don't think they should be putting that much focus on him, but one of those guys is going to miss out on this rotation. Uh, when all is said and done, when everyone is back and everyone is healthy. Built Bar is back. And if you eat Built Bar, you can get healthy because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, but it's also healthy. It's good for you. There's six new flavors for Built Bar. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp to go along with the 12 original flavors. All of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. Great if you're looking to maintain weight, if you're looking to lose some weight, because they are low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, and they are high fiber. The Coconut Almond Bar has 18 grams of protein, only 180 calories, and 5 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, next up, we look at the Miami Heat. Hard to nail down exactly what they're doing with their rotation as well. I think they'll start Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Myers Leonard, coached by Eric Spolster. But you could make lots of arguments there. Could Kendrick Nunn start? I don't even think he's a guaranteed part of the rotation, to be honest. But a lot of people think that they'll just start him. I don't see how that works when there's four other guards that are better than him. But that is an option as well. And if we look at the bench rotation, you've got Goran Dragic, you've got Avery Bradley, 
Andre Iguodala, Mo Harkless, and Kali Olenek. Now, they could push Leonard or Olenek out of the rotation completely to get someone like Nunn in. Um, I actually think yeah, if they're looking for minutes for someone, yeah, Casey Okpala would be the guy that I'd be looking for. And I think that when we have nights when Iguodala rests and Harkless inevitably gets injured, you're going to see Okpala get to, to be a part of this rotation. I thought he looked pretty good in that preseason game, the last contest out there. But at this point, I've got Okpala and Nunn outside of the rotation. And that's yeah, people will often have these arguments with me, and, and, and that's fine. If you've got any comments on these rotations and lineups, yeah, drop them in the comments. Tweet them at me. Uh, that's fine. We can have these arguments. But the thing that I'll always come back and say is that that's fine. You think this guy will play 30 minutes, but you've got to look at it. Most teams will run a 10-man rotation in a standard in a standard game. Very few run 11. Some do nine. Very... Look, it's, unless it's a blowout, no one really does 11. That might change this season with a compressed schedule, but I'm not sure about it. It's very hard to get those minutes in for 11. So 10-man rotation, and you've got 240 minutes to spread around. So, But when you come out and say, well, this guy will play 25 minutes, that's fine. You've, you do that, but then try and find out how everyone's minutes fit out. And that's what I have to do for all of these teams. And that's when I look at it, and I go, well, I'm not sure how none fits in because he doesn't play over Hero, Robinson, Dragic, or Butler. So does he play over Iguodala, Harkless, Olenek? Like he's not the same position as Harkless. That's where I have the concerns about where he fits in. I could be wrong with that, but that's how my logic seems to to play with it and how and you mean trying to judge their talent as well as I just don't really see how that all fits in. Next up it's the Charlotte Hornets. This is their opening night projection to me. Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, who hasn't been ruled out of opening night, PJ Washington and Cody Zeller with the coach being James Borrego. Now, if Gordon Hayward is out on opening night with that finger fracture, I think it'll be Cody Martin that steps in there, not Miles Bridges. They've been running Miles Bridges in the second unit. and He's been playing really well. It won't take very long at all for LaMelo Ball to get into this starting lineup. Maybe five games, maybe 10 games. He'll be in it uh, pretty soon, but he's not there yet. And that will mean Rogier has value early, and then he will lose some value, in my opinion. So maybe a, a sell-high trade sort of a player. The, the second unit will be LaMelo Ball. Um, Malik Monk, I'm not totally convinced that Malik Monk's going to be in there. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like uh, Jalen McDaniels push in and take some of these minutes away. Uh, Cody Martin in that second unit, Miles Bridges, and Bismack Biombo. But yeah, I think Monk's position there is probably the least secure out of all of those five guys in that rotation. The Utah Jazz, this one's pretty straightforward. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Of course, Gobert just signed his uh, five-year $200 million extension. That is a large, large chunk of change for Gobert. And the coach there is Quinn Snyder. I'm not sure about that extension for Gobert, to be honest. Um, I think it's going to look pretty rough in a couple of years. The rest of their rotation, Jordan Clarkson. Mia Oni, I think, will be the, the 10th guy in the rotation. Joe Ingles, although uh, news came out today, Ingles had to miss practice due to a health and safety protocol issue. So let's watch for uh, COVID-19 there. George Niang and Derek Favors. That rounds out the Jazz's rotation. For the Sacramento Kings, I think they start De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Marvin Bagley and Rashawn Holmes with Luke Walton, the coach. Um, 
I actually, if you see Marvin Bagley on your waiver wire, if you see Harrison Barnes on your waiver wire, I don't think they're must-add players. Bagley has that upside, so I wouldn't mind that. Now, Holmes absolutely needs to be rostered, as does Heald, as does Fox. But Barnes is one of the worst fantasy players per minute basis that you'll find. The rest of their rotation, Corey Joseph, Tyrese Halliburton, Glenn Robinson III, Nemanja Bialica, and Hassan Whiteside. The world. Now, out of that bench group, you can try Halliburton. It's going to be hard for him to get enough minutes early on, but Whiteside absolutely is a fantasy option in that reserve role. Next up, it's the New York Knickerbockers. I have no idea what to expect here. Point guard, I think he's going to... This is how I think the starting five is going to run. Alfred Payton, Alec Burks, Rowan Barrett Jr., the uh, double royal Julius Randle. And Nerland's Noel. Of course, Tom Thibodeau's the coach. Now, in the last couple of preseason games, they've started a lot of young guys. The Fort Kevin Knox, he's looked really good. Emmanuel Quickly has looked fantastic. Um, Mitch Robinson has actually stayed out of foul trouble. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. But that, the, Alec Burks wasn't playing. Peyton wasn't playing. Dennis Smith wasn't playing. Neil Aquina wasn't playing. Uh, Nerland's Noel wasn't playing. And they were all just sitting out for precautionary reasons. I, I really... I will be stunned, and I'd probably applaud him, to be honest, but I would be stunned if Tom Thibodeau comes in and says, no, we're just starting the rookie Emmanuel quickly. We're just you know, coming in and we're giving 30 minutes a night to Mitchell Robinson. Um, I, I would be absolutely floored if he does that. In fact, we know Thibodeau's um, reluctance to use rookies and to play them decent minutes. No matter how well quickly played, I just cannot see a rookie coming in and jumping from fourth string to starting point guard or even to backup point guard, much like uh, Obi Toppin, who, uh, yeah, I think people have stopped talking about him a bit. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. He's not starting. I don't think he's looked all that good, and I think uh, I think most people would, uh, would have that agreement there with him. Um, I think that... Hey, look, if this is how they start, I think Barrett's in for an improved season. Noel shouldn't be on your wire. Burke shouldn't be on your wire. Peyton shouldn't be on your wire. And look, maybe at some point they do switch it up and they put you know, Kevin Knox in there ahead of Burks and they put Quickly in there. This is Tom Thibodeau. I just don't think that that is what he is going to do. Their second unit is Nilakina, Austin Rivers, Kevin Knox, Obi Toppin, and Mitch Robinson. Robinson's played big minutes without fouling. It's super impressive. Can he do that in the regular season? Can he, when Nerlens Noel is there, get enough minutes? It doesn't really matter if he starts or comes off the bench. He needs to be rostered, obviously. He can be a top 50 player. You wouldn't draft him there. He's more of a top 70 guy. But the the parts are coming together at the moment as you're seeing him being able to stay on the court and stay out of foul trouble. And that's really all we've ever asked for him. And we're starting to see that happen at the moment, which is great. On to the Los Angeles Lakers. I think the starting group is Dennis Schroeder, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, LeBron James, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and uh, Marcus Gasol. Oh, hi, Mark. And the coach is Frank Vogel. Now, LeBron, Davis, we know they're rosterable guys, of course. Schroeder is probably a back-end guy. KCP is more of a 14-teamer. And Marcus Gasol, I think at this point in his career, is probably more of a 14-team league player. The bench unit, Alex Caruso, Wes Matthews, Talon Horton-Tucker, maybe? Kyle Kuzma and the table Montrez Harrell. Um, Kuzma's been good in the preseason. Horton Tucker's been amazing. But if in order to run this 10-man rotation, that means that Markeith Morris is out of the rotation. I, I'm not sure that's how it works. Horton Tucker's been impressive and he deserves a spot. But does he get it over Caruso, Matthews, Kuzma, Harrell, Markeith? I think he might push in ahead of Markeith to begin with. 
but that's far from a guarantee, and he could be sitting out on the outside as an 11th man. He's definitely not someone that I'm taking a flyer on in a 12-teamer. I'm not doing that. There's just too many hurdles for him to overcome. Does he jump ahead of Kuzma, Matthews, Caruso, uh, KCP? And you get to get 28 minutes. I just don't see how that's realistically going to be possible for Horton Tucker at this point. On to the magic. Starting five, Markel Fultz, Evan Fournier, James Ennis, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, and the coach is Steve Clifford. Now, the Ennis one I'm not sure about. He still hasn't played yet, so that might not be where he sits with that injury. There's other options that they can go for. And if he doesn't start, it probably will be Dwayne Bacon. The bench unit, Cole Anthony, Michael Carter-Williams, Terrence Ross, Chumura Kiki, and Ken Birch. And I don't have Bacon in there. I don't think he's very good, and he's so hot and cold. He's a volume scorer who's not good at it and doesn't do anything else. But he could easily be in there. Now, the reason I didn't put him in this rotation is there's just not enough size there. If you don't put a Kiki in there, like if you're putting Bacon in there where you're running Ross as your backup power forward, I've also got Birch ahead of Bumba because we haven't seen Bumba as he recovers from COVID. And I think they'll begin the season with Birch as the backup center. But Bacon could be in there. He could be starting over Ennis and he could be in there ahead of Okiki as well. I just don't think that he's really got any 12-team value. Cole Anthony's looked amazing. I'm not sure he's worth a 12-team look, but he's absolutely a 14-team flyer. He's playing with Markel Fultz. He's looked so, so good for a rookie. And normally, Steve Clifford hates rookies. So to see the level that Anthony's playing at, let's see if it changes Clifford's mind. At this point, he's not a 12-team league guy, though. Next up, we've got the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell with Rick Carlisle as the coach. Powell, I think, is going to be that starter. He's probably not at 12-team level at this point. Richardson, Hardaway are, of course, as is, of course, Doncic. And then Finney Smith, probably more of a 14-team league guy. The bench rotation, Jalen Brunson and Trey Burke. Now, I think having both of those guys there, which is what they will do, they limit each other's upside uh, because of the size issues and because they're just going to cut into each other's minutes. I've got James Johnson there. Maxi Kleber is in that rotation as well. And then the 10th spot was tough for me. You could have thought to have Willie Cauley-Stein in there, but his rotation role has been very minimal. I'm not convinced that they play him. you got Wezawundu, but haven't really seen anything from him. I think with how they've been using him, I think Josh Green's a chance to start in this 10-man rotation. Of course, Porzingis is out. Porzingis to begin the season, but that's how I see that rotation going. But that Josh Green one's probably my biggest question mark as to who fills that 10th spot in the rotation. Next up, we've got the Nets. This is how it looks like it's going to go. Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. And that would push uh, Karis Levert to the bench. I'm not sure that Dinwiddie starting actually helps his value because it means he has to share the ball more. Maybe it does bump his assists, but he lacks so much in threes and his field goal percentage is so rough that if he doesn't have the ball in his hands and getting that usage that he's normally used to, he's more of that back-end sort of a player. Of course, uh, DeAndre Jordan's a back-end guy as well for rebounds and for field goal percentage. The second unit, I think this is a tough one as well. Landry Shamet, Karis Levert, the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, Jeff Green, My name is Jeff. and Jared Allen with Steve Nash as the coach. Um, 
Allen, I just don't think he's going to get enough minutes. They'll play Jeff Green at center. They'll play Kevin Durant at center. Um, could they throw Bruce Brown into this mix instead of Landry Shamet? It's what I would do. I'm not sure that Nash would do it. So there is still some question marks with this rotation. Levert still is a back-end guy as well, but my uh, hopes for him aren't particularly high. The Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray, the headmaster. Gary Harris. No! Amazingly, it is going to be Will Barton that starts at small forward. Paul Millsap and uh, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. The coach, of course, is Dr. Michael Malone. Now, Will Barton is a point guard shooting guard. I think that Will Barton... Now, I know Nuggets fans love him. I'm just not the biggest fan of him. I think some of his shot selection stuff is rough. He takes the ball out of the hands of Murray and Jokic at times. That's why he's perfectly suited to being the sixth man. They were committed, it seemed, to Michael Porter being the starter, and then Will Barton comes out and goes, I'm a starter. Please make me a starter. Uh, so they did, and that's all it took. And then and Porter's gone, oh, that's, that's fine. You can be the starter. Um, didn't think I'd be talking about Porter in terms of maturity, but, but there we are. He was uh, really great in that interview. So Barton is strong as a back-end guy, and maybe I'm being harsh on Barton. He is a really good player. I'm just not sure that, considering he's a shooting guard point guard, not really a small forward-sized player, uh, that you'd want him in there in that position. And his best role is coming off that bench and running that second unit. But he doesn't believe that, and therefore he gets what he wants, apparently. So Will Barton will be the starter. This does reduce some of Michael Porter's value, but I still think he's going to play a lot of minutes, backing up the three, backing up the four as well. So the second unit, I think we're going to have Monty Morris. We're going to have Facundo Compazzo. We're going to have Michael Porter. We're going to have Jermichael Green, and we're going to have Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, Compazzo maybe is out of the rotation, and they go with PJ Dozier. Maybe they push Hartenstein out of the rotation as well and use Jermichael Green as the backup center and put Dozier in that way. The Nuggets and Malone love Dozier. I think they're a little bit over the top in terms of the love for him. And this is how this is more how I would have it in trying to read the tea leaves of the rotation. But Dozier could very easily be in this mix uh, for that second unit in place of Compazzo or in place of Hartenstein. The next team we look at is the Indiana Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, Tony Warren Jr. is going to play. He, he, I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to be possible considering he was week-to-week with plantar fasciitis, but that was a week ago. He was week-to-week, to week to week, and now here he is ready to go in the starting lineup. DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner under Nate Bjorkren. So that's good from, uh, from Warren. I'm a little bit worried about how this foot injury is going to go during the season and what that actually means. Is he going to have time off? Is he going to be himself? I'm a little bit concerned, but that's how the starting lineup looks at this point. And in the second unit, TJ McConnell... Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott, and the Dart Gogo Badadze. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. Gogo Mobile. No, not the Dart. Not the Dart. Um, if it's not Badadze, you could see someone like uh, Jakar Sampson getting in there, maybe Edmund Sumner. That will eventually be Jeremy Lamb's position, but he's out for uh, a little bit of time there with that leg injury. Let's go on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Stephen Adams with Stan Van Gundy as the coach. Zion had great free throws in game one. Not so good in game two, but he looks like an absolute monster. He is going to put up big numbers. If the defensive numbers come at all, he will smash through his ADP. I think Lonzo's in for a good season. Brandon Ingram, great game one. Not so good in game two. I'm still it's still on the fence about how the fit is with, uh, with Zion at this point. And then the second unit, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I think, gets in there. Josh Hart, J.J. Riddick, Nicole O'Malley, and Jackson Hayes. That is the 10-man there for the New Orleans Pelicans. Next team we look at is the Pistons. 
This is how they've started all of the preseason. Don't think it changes for the regular season. Killian Hayes, DeLon Wright, Jeremy Grant, Blake Griffin, Mason Plumley with Dwayne Casey as the coach. DeLon struggled the first couple, looked much better in the last couple of preseason games. He's still worthy of that late round guy. Jeremy Grant, it was obvious as shit that he wasn't going to be a number one option. Um, or sorry, that he wasn't going to be able to succeed as a number one option. We're seeing that now. He's still a fantasy guy for sure, but he's not going to take this big blow-up role as his number one guy. Uh, I think Blake's looking good, but the numbers aren't really translating. He can't really get the rebounds anymore. His field goal percentage is struggling. You still draft him, but it hasn't been ideal. And Plumley works as a you know, low-end center, especially in a punt free throw percentage build. The second unit... Derek Rose, Svi Mikhailuk, Josh Jackson, Siku Dumbaya, and Jali Lokafor. Josh Jackson's been really good. Now, you know that I've shitted on Josh Jackson a lot because he's been bad, but he's been really good here in the preseason. He was good for the G League uh, Memphis Hustle last year, and I think he's got a rotation role, and he could have a chance of taking over DeLon Wright's role at some point. So could Svi. They are guys to look at at the back end of rosters. Just wave a wire, watch list them now, but don't uh, necessarily add them at this point. Well, Dumbaya, you know I like him, but I, there's not enough minutes for him to be an impactful player. And I think Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart are going to be on the, the outside looking in here for this Pistons squad. Next up, we go to the Raptors. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG, Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, Bugs. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Pascal Siakam, Aaron Baines. That's your starting five. Baines, a good last round pick as well. I think some people are hyping OG up a little bit. I love him. But I'm not sure he's worth a top 50 pick. Um, and then the rest of the rotation, there is question marks here, but I think they're going to go with Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis, Norman Powell, DeAndre Bembry, and the wiki Chris Boucher. Now, Boucher has the ability to put up stats, but he's also the ability to do Nick Nurse's head in, so that's a worry. Malachi Flynn's been awesome, but I don't think they're going to play him in the rotation because they're going to have Thomas and Davis there. Now, Davis still could have some suspension issues coming, and that would open up an opportunity for Malachi to come in. And of course, there is Nick Nurse's boyfriend, Patrick McCaw, who could always come in and siphon some of those minutes away. But that's how I see that back end of that rotation running for the Raptors. For the Rockets, John Wall, Jim Harden, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and the crucifix Christian Wood with Steven Silas coaching. Wood played that one preseason game and absolutely dominated. He is going to be awesome this year. Now, there was no DeMarcus Cousins in that game, but Wood is going to get everything he wants. Harden is probably going to get traded at some point this season. PJ Tucker, probably also going to get traded. We don't know how that's going to impact everyone else because other players have got to come back, but let's be honest, no one who's coming back is going to be like James Harden. So Eric Gordon... He will have more value if Harden is gone. At this point, you're probably just sitting on him as a hold sort of player, hoping for something like that to happen. The second unit, Ben McLemore, David Nwaba, Sterling Brown, Bruno Caboclo, and Boogie Cousins. Now, Cousins is the guy, of course, that we draft there, and I love him inside the top 100. That second unit, you'll notice there's no real point guard there because there's no real point guard on this team. So they're going to have to stagger Wall and Harden to get that uh, to get that playing time right because yeah, Nwaba, Brown, and McLemore, you don't want those guys to be your um, backup point guard. And Caboclo, I think, probably has beat out Jay Sean Tate to be the uh, to be the backup power forward at this point. For the Spurs, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, and LaMarcus Aldridge. That's what I think Greg Popovich is going to go with with his starting five. Don't know why after two years of bringing Rudy Gay off the bench, they're going to go back that direction. I think if Keldon Johnson was healthy, they would start him uh, over Rudy Gay and leave Gay in that bench unit. Lonnie Walker, he's going to get minutes. I just don't think he's a very good player in real life, to be honest. And in fantasy, he's not very good. You could be a streamer, but he's more of a 14-team league guy. 
The rest of their rotation, Paddy Mills, Devin Vassell, Trey Lyles, and Yucca Pearl. In fact, I think they run a nine-man rotation to begin this season. Because after this, it'll be like guys like Luka Samanich or Drew Eubanks, and I'm not sure that's what they'll do. Derek White is out. Keldon Johnson is out. Vassell is worth a flyer at this point. He's getting steals at a high rate. But remember, he is also hitting 50% of his threes in the preseason, and that's not something that's going to be able to be maintained through the year. And when White and Johnson comes back, is he able to maintain his rotation spot? Um, do they move Lyles out of the rotation? Do they move uh, Walker out of the rotation? I think Vassell is... Quietly, just better than Walker already. Um, we'll see exactly where that goes. But that's how I envisage things happening with the Spurs to begin the season. Next up is the Suns. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, McCall Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton with Monty Williams as the coach. Crowder's probably not a 12-teamer. The other four of those guys are. And then the backups. Um, still some confusion, I guess, with how this is going to work. Cameron Payne, Javon Carter, which I've spelt incorrectly on that graphic, which is really pissing me off, Langston Galloway, Cameron Johnson, and Dario Saric. But that means that Etwan Moore's not in that rotation. Does he take Cameron Payne's spot? There's, you know, you're running with Saric exclusively as your backup center, so no Jalen Smith, no Damian Jones, thank God. There's still some questions there. Does, you know, um, well, not Galloway. Who's the guy? Eton Moore. Does he get into that rotation? And who does he replace there? I wouldn't say any of those guys are 12-team league players, but some Sharich Johnson stream ability. Carter for steals as well is a possibility. For the Thunder, I believe they'll start opening night. George Hill, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Lugens Dort. Bort? Oh, come on. Bort? Mommy, Mommy, buy me a license plate. No, come along, Bort. Are you talking to me? No, my son is also named Bort. Dort, Darius Basley, and Al Horford, who I think is going to have an absolute monster of a year. Mark Dagnot, uh, I wish Dagnot knew how to pronounce his own name, but uh, he's going with Dagnot, so uh, I guess prayers to him. The rest of that rotation, I think they'll go with Frank Jackson. I think they'll go with MC Hamadou Diallo, Justin Jackson, my boy, Alexei Pokusevsky, and Mike Muscala. Trevor Ariza, not with this team. I don't imagine he plays a single second for the Thunder. The other name to watch with this rotation is Isaiah Roby. He's put up some really big numbers in preseason. I'd love to see them give him the role over Mike Muscala. Um, I think Pokusevsky actually can be a 12-team league guy, and he's definitely a 14-teamer, while Frank Jackson is a good points league streamer or a guy that if you're looking for help in the points category, he can be of assistance there. Getting towards the end of this now to the Warriors, Steph Curry, Andy Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, and Blunty. That's James Wiseman. The Warriors are talking this bloke up a treat. He looks like he's going to play on opening night. I've got Draymond Green there. Um, Green is not going to play on opening night, so that should be Eric Paschal. I thought I'd change that uh, that uh, graphic. Apologies for that. Um, yeah, Green is not going to play opening night. That will be Eric Paschal in there. And I think Wiseman's going to start, and I think he's going to get to big minutes really quickly. The second unit, Brad Wanamaker, Damian Lee, Kent Bazemore, Kevon Looney, and I think Marquise Chris comes in there as well instead of Pascal. But when everyone's healthy, how does that center rotation work? Will it be Chris? Will it be Looney? Because one of those guys is going to have to miss out. Of course, Clay Thompson is out for this team. Next up, we've got the Washington Wizards. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, the tank, Tom Bryant. with Scott Brooks as the coach. I think Avdia is going to get the start. Even though Isaac Bonga played really well as a starter, I think they're going to go with Avdia. Look, I'll, I'll tell you now, I think Avdia is solid enough. I think he's already better than Rui Hachimura, and they should be playing him at power forward over Hachimura. I just The faith and the investment they're putting into Hachimura is not 
is not um, the ideal path, in my opinion. But Avdia, it can be a guy you look at at the end of your um, end of your fantasy bench in a twelve-team league. Uh, Bryant is going to have a monster year. Beal and Westbrook are going to be great. The rest of their rotation, Ish Smith, Troy Brown, Isaac Bonga, Davis Bertans, and Robin Lopez. I think Bertans is going to see his value actually drop this year compared to where it was last season, just because uh, Avdia is in that mix as another another wing, another forward player, and Westbrook's around. So there's usage gone and perhaps minutes gone, unless they do the right thing and prioritize Bertans over Hachimura. Even though they sign into that big contract, it doesn't mean they're going to come out and play Bertans 30, 31 minutes a night. And on to the last team here we look at is the Minnesota Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Josh Kogi, Jake Lehman, and Carl Anthony Towns with Ryan Saunders as the coach. Curiously, I think their best power forward is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and they cut him. So I don't know about that. But this rotation, which is what they've gone for for the majority of the preseason, makes it hard for some of their other bench guys to get minutes. And I'm not looking at Kogi as a 12-teamer, nor with Lehman. And Beasley, to be honest, is probably on the fringes of 12-team league value. But that leaves their bench to have ravishing Rick Rubio, Anthony Edwards, Jarrett Culver, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Ed Davis. Now, Culver has been much more impressive in preseason. I don't think he's missed a free throw. He's finishing better. His defensive numbers are good. That is who you should be playing ahead of Josh Kogi, and even, to be honest, ahead of Malik Beasley. Um, I wouldn't be adding him in 12-team leagues just yet, but I'm absolutely monitoring it. Anthony Edwards, I don't think is a 12-team league guy. He hasn't looked good. There's just not enough path for minutes, and I worry about Rubio. How much playing time? Like I said earlier, you've got 10 rotation spots. You've got 240 minutes. Work out how much Rubio is going to play. It's really hard to find 27 minutes for him. It's really hard. That would mean that they're just going to put a Kogi at 15 or Culver at 18, and I'm not sure they're going to do it. I'm a little bit worried about how that combination all looks for these uh, Wolves team um, for the beginning of the season. That'll do it for me today. 30 teams, looking at all their rotations. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow with more shows. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.